Join Adam Carolla and his pal Jay Leno this October, along with fellow comics Alonzo Bowden, Harlan Williams, Carol Liefer, and Caroline Ray, together with some of the best writers from TV shows like Seinfeld, Friends, The Tim Allen Show, King of Queens, Two Broke Girls, and more. For a -a one-of-a-kind experience for aspiring comedians, comedy writers, and everyone interested in comedy. Hey, it's Adam Carolla here, and I'm excited to announce our first-ever comedy fantasy camp Thursday through Sunday, October 12th through the 15th in Hollywood, California. We're going to cover stand-up, improv, writing, podcasting, and more, plus a live performance at the famous Hollywood Improv on the final day of camp. So get your chops ready. Spend four days with me and some of the most successful people in the comedy business and get on the fast track into the world of comedy. Go to adamcarolla.com, comedyfantasycamp.com, or call 888-762-2263 to sign up. That's this October 12 to 15, the first ever comedy fantasy camp in Los Angeles with Adam Carolla, Jay Leno, and a host of comedy stars and TV writers. Globally, humans are facing massive problems that are widely ignored by governments and the media. Like personal space invaders. I had it with these couples that sit on the same side of the booth. Yak mouths. Stupid stick figure bumper stickers. Almond milk. You cannot milk an almond. Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Angie. We call her Pumps, and we're the hosts of I've Had It. Pumps, tell the listener where they can find us. Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Nailed it. See you next Tuesday. Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Corolla and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Get it on, got to get it on, no choice but to get it on mandate. Get it on, Dr. Drew, Adam's away still. Mike Catherwood back in the house. Mikey likes you with Mike Catherwood. And uh, available wherever you find your podcast and Instagram at Mike Catherwood. What are you smiling about before the mic's heated up? You were laughing about something already. I like doing this. Is what I this is my this is my pleasure zone. This is what I you know people always ask. They're like, oh, what are you what are you into? And are you an actor? Are you? I was like, no, I like having conversations. Yeah. Professional conversations is where I feel feel my zen. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I dig it too. I like I like interacting with people. Um, ex- tell people we you and I did. Uh, we use the "you live" moniker a lot when, in stuff yeah. we've done, including on Loveline. Explain to people what that was, and and Emmy, I don't know if you guys can find this. Well, have Mike explain it, and then you go look for it. There's a scene in Boogie Nights, which is a perfect film. Uh, there's not many perfect films, but the, the the comedy is laugh out loud funny. The the touching moments are are tear jerking. It is a, a perfect, beautiful film. But there's a scene towards the end where Dirk Diggler, Mark Wahlberg's character, has been replaced by the new up-and-coming porn star guy. And he, this porn star guy, per- portrays a new character called Johnny Doe. And uh, <laughs> and he's filming one of his movies. And in said film, he has a gun to a girl's head while she's filleting him. And, and he's going to shoot her if it is not a good enough sesh. <laughs> and he's like, yeah! And then he just goes, yeah, you live, bitch. You live. <laughs> and I was so blown away at how gross and preposterous it was. And the fact that he, no, by the way, he doesn't lead off with, yeah. He leads off with, yes, bitch. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, wait, what? This guy's bananas. So, so one day in, I came into Love Line. In homage to that. 
Yeah, I just watched it and I, I introed the show. Board certified physician, addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. I am Mike Catherwood. Welcome to Loveline. You live. Yeah. And Dr. Drew's <laughs> like, wait, what is what is this? Where did you and you I, live? What's that all about? I explained it to you, and then it became like our mahalo. Yeah. It became mahalo, it became aloha, and then it, it developed a life of its own. My wife picked it yeah. up and put a hashtag out and just it just started. I don't think anybody understands what it was attached to because I don't think it would have quite the life. No, it it's had. the worst. Yeah. It's the In worst. fact, we had a we had a female employee at KBC who was like mad at me for a long time. Who was She's that? Like, How who, you- who was it? That's funny. I don't remember her name. Uh, oh my God. That's hysterical. Once I got married, I re- stopped remembering any woman's name. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, I rarely remember men's names. Um, I, I, she just came up to me. She's like, how dare you guys uh, promote that horrible thing? I was like, well, we're not promoting that. We, in fact, we you didn't tell me. I don't remember. Name. If you told me, I don't remember this. I would. I think I would have remembered it. That's that's kind of weird that somebody I don't know would. How else to describe? Like, we better just move on because, like, there's no upside to me. Like, well, do you remember this woman? Drew? No, no, this... I don't want to know who it is necessarily. I I just think it's such an. She wasn't kidding. No, and she said, "I said no. You got to understand, Drew and I took that from that grossness, and we made it as something actually really beautiful. Like, you live. Like, it's, don't give it's, up. It's like, it's, it's, I, I, it's using irony to make a point." Yeah. It's being ironic. And she's like, no, no, that was a guy who was threatening to kill a woman for sexual pleasure. And I was like, no, 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 for sure, gross. Yes, that's the but point. It was so it's, gross. Yeah. Oh, this is that, almost, that is early days of of uh, cancellation then because people were so yeah. sensitive that you couldn't be funny. It's funny, and it's calling it's 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 taking something awful and calling it into into. Um, how would you say this? Highlighting it in such a way that it it's it's we make it we defang it, we defang yeah. it by by using it in ways that are not gross, but but amplifying the grossness at the same time. Otherwise, people would miss it. People might even not even see it. Have we not I'm sort sure of brought Carola, it? Out. I'm sure Carol has talked to you about this probably what? thousands of times, often on the air. But I don't really think that like shithead hipster guys and women understand how comedy can be at breaking down those barriers like it was I, one of the strangest the things, things i say yeah. to my to loved ones like people my friends yeah. that are jewish or black or gay the things i say to them are so horrible and by and the way and it goes back to me all because i love them and yeah. i care and it, it genuinely makes us feel a sense of connection because you i would never in a million years think to sincerely say that to another person yeah even if they weren't jewish or black i yeah. would never say that. but because i care about the person and and everyone laughs everyone laughs it's it's i'll never the best example i ever saw was when robin finally robin quivers finally came out that she was going to be okay after her cancer scare yeah and it was like, you know, I think people were in studio were actually tearing up. Yeah, they were so happy. They were so celebratory. Yeah. Howard was clearly very touched. Gary and, and you know, Sal, everyone was coming in and being like, Robin, we love you. We're so happy that you're going to make it. And Yako the Clown called up <laughs> and said, oh, Robin, you know, I love you. And I'm just so happy you're going to be OK. I was saying my prayers for you uh, real quick. Was your cancer a watermelonoma? <laughs> And everyone laughed so hard, like seriously so hard. Like everyone stopped the the kind of the crying and the 
and people were everyone was uplifted by it like it was yeah. perfect yeah just say that to a random black person would be insane but because there's shared love there the power that that has you know it's it's really i was watching i was watching airplane the other day by the way holds up yeah. It's a 50-year-old movie. It holds up. You know, I was perfect. watching the original airplane scene by scene. I saw this online. Uh, there, there's an original airplane that it's fashioned really? after. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's almost scene by scene. The 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 even the script is almost exactly the same, except they at the end they go sideways. Right. Yeah. So you got to look at the and, you look at the original. The original make you laugh out loud too. Now in retrospect. And and look, cancel culture has yeah. its value. I mean, I was watching American Pie the other day, and I was like, you know what? It's we shouldn't celebrate this. This is like this. These guys are sexual predators, and everyone's like, "Ha oh, ha, hysterical!" Yeah. Hidden camera in the girls' room. Hey, how about Fifty TV. Shades of Grey? I was screaming about that back then. She yeah. signs a slavery contract to be yeah, a slave. Awful. Yeah, that's just so. That's so empowering to women. Um, Jesus. But but I was watching Airplane, and it's so like when when they the black guys are speaking jive and they're like oh, yeah. does anybody speak jive and <laughs> and barbara billingsley comes up and down, like that there's nothing that is perpetuated in a negative way but there's plenty that gets torn down everyone on set was probably dying laughing it's funny you know I, yes. I, that's the way i look at it and i'm sure there's plenty of people that are going to hear that and be like you're just an a-hole that wants to make an excuse for being an a-hole and i say that's no true. I, I would never in a million years, say something to someone to intentionally hurt their feelings. I never would, regardless if it was racial or, or sexual, uh, their sexual proclivities were involved. I just wouldn't want to do that. But to to have fun with it, I think there's a lot of value to it. Well, that was the astonishing thing to me throughout the entire sort of, gosh, the pandemic and everything and the, and the cancellation times and the, even the Me Too was that comedy was forbidden, and that and I I kept saying Adam and I both said it. Where are the comedians? They're the ones that are supposed to take this on, and yeah. they and they were sort of not only were they silent, some of them were like championing it or keeping it going, oh, like yes. making it worse. It and, said a lot. It said a lot about a lot of people that I thought were I was a big fan of, and I was like, what? what? Right? I, like people, Lenny Bruce is literally crawling, rolling over in his grave. Like literally. What is Yes. Yes. Carlin and Bruce are, are are just like spinning in their graves. Hicks, Hicks, those guys who were like really had to were some Lenny Bruce was like imprisoned for yeah. the fact that he wanted to be able to say whatever he wanted. He's like, this is America, right? Like last time I checked. And I you know it's it's very scary. I, I also like I think the internet saved stand-ups because now they can just be like, Well, you yeah. know, I'm gonna do my set and you yeah. I don't need your HBO special. I don't need because right. I can make my own money. Yeah. But when genuinely, when was the last time there was like a comic, like a big blockbuster comedy movie? The Machine. And, and but it, like even that had to be neutered, kind of. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when was there? Like when was the last like super batter hangover? It, or, or, you're yeah. like, oh my god, I'm laughing so hard. Well, that's it's true. So, yes, it's so. Uh, it, it's definitely. Um, Low class and people could look at it as sophomoric, but like just balls to the wall comedy that no studio is going to make that shit. And that's sad. It's sad, man. So I, we, you and I were talking a little bit about uh, Louis C.K. last time and some of the stuff that happened to him. And uh, I got to meet him at uh, Tim Dillon's house. I went to a party there. Uh, and oh, my God, he's one of the most engaging people I've ever met. 
I, I really he's fiercely intelligent. I mean, he's a really smart so guy. So interesting. It's such a pleasure to talk to. And I was like, oh my God, I just want more from this guy. This is this is a national treasure sort of thing. And and uh I you know, I was talking to him. <laughs> I forget what I brought up. I was talking to him about it seemed like about a half hour, and my wife is about eight feet away with some other folks there. And uh, we were in a car on the way home, and I go, yeah, and I was talking to Louie about something. And she goes, Louie? Who's Louie? And I go, Louis C.K.? He was standing right next to you? She goes, what? And I go, he was standing right next to you. She's like, huh? I, uh, you know, <laughs> so funny. By the yeah. way, <laughs> proud Mexican. <laughs> I know. Mexican. No, I know he is. I, we talked a little bit about that when I was talking to him, too, about, you know, where, where he spoke, what languages he spoke and stuff and what it was like to come here. And I melted a bitch's brain with that. Oh, they didn't know? Uh, she was all about. And by the way, if you notice, all it's mostly white men that are going down with this Me Too. And uh, she goes down the list and she's like, and Jerry Pivot and Harvey Weinstein and Louis C. I was like, well, Louis Mexican. She's like, shut the. F-. She was mad at me. Uh, like, no, Louis. Louis like Mexican from Mexico. Grew up Mexico City, yeah. And uh, she's like, "Shut up!" She was yelling at me, and like, I, I brought my phone. I wasn't even trying to be a dick. I brought my phone to show her, and like, and, like I watched her brain, like, like short cognitive dissonance. Everybody, yeah. that's what that is. It is alive and well. People cannot get their head around reality. And I bet you that if you were to bring him up again, she would have forgotten that conversation. Oh yeah, that's kind of, nothing. Nothing matters anymore. Like you don't have to make sense. You don't have to have facts to back up your argument. It, and by the way, not even with serious shit, dude. Like uh, I see through my website, through my podcast, and through going to other people's shows. Like uh, with nutrition and training, you don't have to make sense. You just say shit now. And if people get behind it, you know they they. <laughs> Like if it makes if it makes people feel good, they're they're like, yeah, you're right. And I'll be like, wait, well, hold on. Yeah, I what I have this from a purely uh, objective standpoint. Yeah, I I just think we we are so far gone in this country in terms of our fitness and diet. I just need to get them to do something. You know, what I mean, I want them to work out. Yeah. I want them to follow a diet. I want them to eat consciously. I mean, that would be a vast improvement over where we are right now. Well, I, I you're I you're in the important. weeds. You and I like the weeds yes. stuff for ourselves, but for the public that's at large, yeah. It's important to point out because Instagram and TikTok have destroyed people. If you're on the couch right now, uh, and I'm not, I don't even mean like you're you're out of shape. I mean, you're just a regular person, and you're like, you know, I, I've kind of put on a couple. I've let myself go a little bit. I want to get it back into it. You because of TikTok and Instagram, people think. And by the way, I have conclusive proof of this because I've gotten the DMs, I've gotten the emails. And they're like, hey, I've been doing your workout. I see the stuff I see you put up on Instagram. And I I, feel, I just, man, I can't take it. You know, and I go, well, oh. give me some breakdown. What, what, what is your, and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm 6'1", 280. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm 48 years old. Yeah. I haven't worked out really in 20 years. I go, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm a nerd that has never missed a workout in 25 years. Like, you, yeah. like my shit is not for you. And they, uh, people go on TikTok. You see on Instagram these people with millions of followers who are doing all this elaborate things, yeah. and and that is that's not fitness. Yeah. Fitness is for you to progressively grow and overload yourself to where you're at. It's relative to your ability. And if you're a hundred pounds overweight, honestly, to get out and walk every day and start cleaning up your diet, you, things will work out. And then from there, you 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 play play it by ear. You know. You know, you got me on carnivore. That was you did that. 
And uh, it turned out I gained like 13 pounds, and I wasn't aware of it. Uh, yeah. And so I've been doing this V-shred thing that Susan is all about and uh, lost 13 pounds. And so I just getting – again, getting on a more balanced, you know, yeah, but, watching But it. for someone who's not overweight, that's a dangerous place to be in because maybe you shouldn't have lost 13 pounds. You know, like having No, I feel a lot better. Hand. I feel a lot better. I, I was – something yeah. was not – I knew something was not right. And uh, and I just – you, you are a fuck because you'll be like, oh, I'm doing carnivore. I was like, yeah, but you had 43 ounces of yeah. ribeye in yes. one sitting. Like, well, but that's why I was doing carnivore. I don't give a shit that you're doing carnivore. Yeah, I understand. Like, but that's why I was doing carnivore because it was like uh, – and by the way, it straightened out my cholesterol. I, I probably have LP little a, you know. This thing that uh, that I definitely have insulin resistance, but probably LP little a too, which gives you uh, low HDL and high triglycerides. And when I got off carbohydrates, that reversed completely. Oh, absolutely. HDL went up. Hang on a second. I got to bring in our friends from Angie. Homeowners, you know how much work it takes to maintain that home, whether it's everyday maintenance or repairs or just taking on a dream project in addition to your home. It can be hard to even know where to start. All you need is Angie, your home for everything home. Find a skilled local pro who will deliver quality and expertise. Over 20 years of home service experience. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest. Nothing could be better. It's so confusing, particularly for people like me that are, let's just say we're, I'm a little challenged. Take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. Again, that is Angie, A-N-G-I dot com. All right, we are back. Uh, yeah, it's you and I are nerds about it. And uh, and you hinted at me last time that maybe you're taking something like an aging man takes. Oh, no, I, I, but not last time we talked, but I, I, I'm now, yeah. I, I wish I, I really want to I'm do on, that. I'm on an incredibly low dose, though. But let me point out to you young men out there who are like, Oh, well, he's taking steroids. No, I'm taking uh, 90 milligrams a week of testosterone sipinate. Well, that is. What do you think of people come getting on RFK for probably about the same amount? I, I think, listen, what I would never, ever in a million years go online or go out in the press or even in my personal life and go talk shit about what people are doing for like black rights or uh, or, or, or giving birth, like child rearing. You know why? Got no shit about it. I don't know <laughs> shit. I don't know what the experience of a black person in America is. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know what it's like to give birth. I have no, con- and yet everyone will sprack off at the mouth about, about hormones, yeah. about anabolic and androgenic hormones. They have no fucking clue what they're talking about. Yeah. And they think that a 50 year old guy using 50 milligrams to 100 milligrams a week is the same as Mark McGuire. Right. And I'm like, you, you genuinely, you yeah. don't know what, know what you're talking about, right? Yeah, like yeah. we can, can we start this conversation? Or, or, by or they, they, no fucking glue. I think they weirdly associate it with cheating. Like somehow you're cheating. And, and yeah, I would well, say that to uh, me, that's like, flash. I'm not in the UFC. Okay. Yeah. I'm not cheating. What am I cheating at? Being well, a guy? Not, not only that. Is it cheating to take thyroid hormone when your thyroid becomes deficient? It's the same fucking thing. It's the same uh, thing. I'm a friend of mine the other day, uh, he was at jiu-jitsu the other day. He's training. A young guy sat there with his albuterol. Yeah. Is he a cheater? No, he has fucking asthma. Yeah. Okay. I'm older now. I don't want to just fall over and die and be the turn in my chips. 
I live a pretty physically demanding lifestyle and uh, I can't do that with 200 testosterone. I can't do it. It's impossible. Your testosterone is 200? I probably was in that ballpark. Now it's not. Now it's probably 800. Dude, mine is mine is eight to eight hundred to a thousand naturally, which is weird. It may be no, no, it's not weird. It may be where the passion, are, may where the passion comes from. That's where the passion comes. But also, like a lot of like manliness cannot be necessarily measured by testosterone. I, I, I and this is not. I'm speaking to defend myself, but I have friends who are like professional MMA fighters who yeah. are like former Army Rangers and stuff who have like two hundred testosterone. I'm like, yeah, what? yeah. But your testosterone's low. You're the manliest dude I know. So I mean, yeah, and, and it's but a weird thing. It's what's normal for. Yeah, that's the thing about testosterone. We don't really know what's normal for a given individual. The range is 200 to 1200, really. Yeah. And uh, and but I think you know I I still feel different, obviously, than I did when I was obviously you know 30. But yeah. and so I would love to take a little whiff of something, but I'm afraid to because of my prostate cancer. I, I was really thinking I, I would be too. I would be too if I was you. And but you know, and then also another thing I would like to point out. I'm doing it under medical supervision. I quarterly get my blood drawn and have a professional endocrinologist examine it. I'm getting my blood blood drawn like like uh, like bloodletting because <laughs> I know my hemoglobin and my red blood cells are going to yeah. be higher. And like, there's a big difference between that and being like a 25 year old guy who's just poking stuff in his butt so that he could be jacked. Like, Which you've also been. You've done that. I one. did that. Yeah. I did that. <laughs> I, I, I by the way, I think that's another reason why my testosterone did end up getting lows because. Yeah. I destroyed my hypothalamus and I destroyed my my hormonal your, system your testes. at a young age. You, when I you shut down your testes completely for yeah. a long period of time, and they they have trouble recovering. You know, they can only yeah. you go. It's it's not it's not natural when you do when you fuck with the hormone system like that. It it has permanent effects. So one of the reasons I'm bringing all this up is uh, my shoulders are fucked, yeah. fucked. So I finally got them evaluated, right, and so. I I see this guy that was a faculty from University of Washington. He does an ultrasound. He goes, okay, bicep tendon, shot, gone, torn, scarred. Rotator cuffs, torn, scarred, gone. Everything, gone, 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 gone. AC joint, gone. And he goes, uh, do you want to get an x-ray and see how the joint is? I go, look, I, I can feel, I, I know it's all soft tissue. I put my hand on it. I feel it. My joint's going to be fine. Don't worry about that. He goes, why don't we take a look? Holy, my joint is destroyed. Huge, huge. Uh, the cartilage is all gone. Huge um, spurs. I, it was just. I. I was like, oh my god, this is a disaster. I couldn't believe it. And so I'm getting. Uh, this guy does stem cells and PRP, uh, and 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 claims ninety percent uh, improvement in this stuff. It's amazing in, in terms of holding off. In terms of holding off a shoulder replacement, which I do not want to so do. So wait. So I have a story to tell you. Okay. So my knee was fucked bad. Bad. Like, couldn't. Not only could I not squat, I couldn't walk hardly. Mm-hmm. I'd be in jujitsu, and someone would just uh, like grab you. my collar, yeah. yeah. And and the pressure of someone like pulling down on my shoulders hurt my knee so bad I could hardly walk. Yeah. So I was like, I need to get this, and I was pushing off because I was like, they're gonna want surgery. Yeah. So sure enough, meniscus is like destroyed, yeah. ripped apart. Yeah. And I go, do I need surgery? Doctor's like, well, that'll be the quickest solution. But I I I do have prolozone and the platelets and the and the stem cells and we can give it a shot and you want to check and see if it's covered by your insurance and it turns out it was so i was uh-huh. like yeah fuck yeah let's do this yeah so i go in to get it in my knee and this doctor pulls out a needle like the cartoons well that's for the bone marrow 
Yeah. Do, do, go, go in. Do, I had to go through my kneecap. Oh, well, yeah. it's not through your kneecap. It's alongside but, yeah, but, your like kneecap. Underneath, like my yeah. meniscus. Yeah. Dr. Drew, this needle was a No, I've done, I've done those injections. I'm good at them. I know how to do it. And I, could, I was like, huh? And he's like, don't <laughs> worry. Actually, uh, I'll freeze it. It won't hurt that bad. Yeah. I was like, I'm not really worried about hurt. It, it can uh, still hurt. Just that it, being in my body. It, it can still know, hurt. Like, you get that inside. It's like it hurt like a motherfucker. <laughs> so I'm not going to so, get you. He said it's. He said it won't hurt. I'll freeze it up, but it'll, it'll be uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm like, all right. So I sit back like this, like I'm just oh, maxing, maxing, oh, talking to this nurse who was oh, like oh. the worst possible situation. She was like a pretty attractive younger woman, <laughs> and he puts it in. He's like, "How you feeling?" I was like, "You know what? You're right. It's not that bad." And I woke up on the floor, <gasps> Frankenstein arms and shit. Like, <laughs> I was back. he said I looked like I got shot by a sniper. Oh. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> were you were you see you you're seated you weren't lying down i was seated i was seated like this but somehow i i was on my back and like and like my my muscles and my arms and shoulders were all sore because i was like this <laughs> you had a you had a hypotensive seizure that's what i that's guess called. so yeah so your blood pressure bottomed out and then you had a seizure oh my god that's too funny and did they finish the injection yeah and then uh He's like, okay, that's one of four. I'm like, I'm not fucking coming back. <laughs> oh. Figure this out on my own. Oh, did it help? I went back. Now my, that was like two years ago. My knee's better, thank goodness. But well, I'm having the I, full. I, I have to have four injections too. I have to have. I have to have four injections, two rounds of four. Uh, ones with the stem cells, one with the PRP, and it's you know AC joint, bicep, rotator cuff, shoulder joint, and uh, I'm looking forward yeah, it's, to it. It's it's amazing. What they're capable of doing, though, non-invasive surgery. Yeah. Stuff. Well, these are all mesenchymal cells. They, they, they. Sh- people have this magical way of thinking about stem cells, as though you can put them in your body and they'll magically go where they need to go and restore. Just, you can't really do that, except you can with mesenchymal cells and joints, because the mesenchymal cells go right to the cartilage and conform cartilage. Uh, so, well, that's and that's where lucky. most of these ankle, knee, shoulder. Injuries for athletes are coming from. Yeah. I mean, barring tearing a hamstring, which tends to be pretty popular, it's mostly knee, ankle, shoulder injuries, and and that's been so helpful yeah. in that regard. Yeah. So I will report back. So about you mentioned TikTok a few times. I've always thought it was odd that you didn't send me TikToks because you send me Instagrams. I, you- I got to be honest, I, and maybe I'm making a huge career mistake. But I don't go on TikTok. I well, just that's feel why like- I, I knew it had to be that because if you were there, I would be that shit would be raining down on me too. Well, it, yeah, it would because uh, there's a lot of hot chicks on TikTok, but most hot chicks on TikTok are on Instagram as well, of course. Um, but I, you know, I don't do TikTok not because I know, like for fitness especially, it's it's great business. I just feel like I'd be a loser. Like I I, I like to embrace the fact that I'm a grown ass man. And I feel like that's for kids, college age kids, teenagers and, TikTok? and have to do it. You know, like TikTok. I, it's the same thing when I hear like the comics nowadays, like they're my age and they're like, that's right, fam. It's lit. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. What, what do you mean? Yeah. No, I swear that guy sucks. I'm like, what are you, what are you 12? What the fuck? Sucks? You're a cap. Old man. Yeah. It's cap. Uh, I don't know. So I've never been that guy. I've always been really guarded against, trying to pretend that I'm something I'm not a young guy. I'm not hip. I'm not I'm not an old man and that's fine. You know? Did you guys find the you live video by the way, Emmy? Did you come across that? Well, let's play you do. Let's play it for people. It's, it's, you could also now, find if you did if you had trouble, you could also find it in the intro to Mikey Likes You, which is Now, the the, the 
Tell tell them. Can you see what they're what they're putting up right now? Put it up again. I do not. Wait, hold on. Hold on here. No, you'll you see it now. It's further. Yeah. You see it now. It's further along from there, right? Yeah, it's, we'll, we'll, it's literally we'll right after this. Yeah. Say that, Mike. What? And it, we'll it's, watch this too, though. It's right. right after this. All right, we'll watch the whole thing. Here we go. Yes, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Look, my Fuck me. Who's your daddy, bitch? You live. You live. Yes. <laughs> there it is. So Where's the, that guy's Oscar? So the <laughs> so the you the this the the uh, yes is after the you live. We had that backwards. So there you I, go. I I watched that like right before coming to Loveline one day, and that's where that all came from. Because I did that, I was blown away. I said, "How is that real? How is that possible?" Were you watching the and whole he movie? Leads or, off had, with yes, bitch. <laughs> I know. Had you had you just seen the whole movie or something? Also, were you just? Oh yeah, and I've watched. I've watched Boogie Nights, and it's like a three-and-a-half-hour movie. I've I watched know. Boogie Nights probably 500 times. Wow. I get I get recite every line. There's wow. so many good lines in that movie. Yeah, I'm just thinking about all the – there was even great acting, like William, William Macy. And that, that oh, thing. my God. Yeah. You, the scenes where where Mark Wahlberg – and that was like the beginning of his career. The scenes where he's telling his mom, just don't call me dumb. Stop calling me dumb. And he's crying. And she's drunk when he comes home, and he's like, you'll see. I mean, it's hard. It's fucking – when Heather Graham's like begging – uh, Julianne Moore. She's like, "Can I be? Can you? Can oh, you mommy, be my mom? Mommy, I need yeah, a mom." And, yeah. and they're all coked out. I was like, "Oh my yeah. god, it's fucking!" But then on top of that, you couple that with the comedy, ridiculous, yes. ridiculous. <laughs> when when he and and John C. Riley are making a, an album, the heat yeah. will yeah. rock you. I'm like, "Oh, this is how can this get any better?" Well, rem- yeah, you remember the famous story with Adam and and uh, Heather Graham. Where, yeah, it was just, she's he, she mentioned to us that she was playing this new movie. It's a uh, it's about the porn industry in the seventies, starring uh, yeah, you know, uh, Burt Reynolds, Marky Mark. We're, we're like, what? Who is your who is your agent? What? And you play Roller Girl? What the hell? Oh, by the way, mean, but, but, but let me let me let me point out. Uh, I'm in this new movie about the porn industry with Burt Reynolds and Mark Wahlberg in 1997. Yeah. Yes, and a first time director. This is the first time he's done a a, a feature film. So. I don't know. Who, who Adam was, was the, probably like, who was the director? I don't know. He, he didn't, she didn't mention Paul the Thomas Anderson's first feature film. Oh, no kidding. He had done student films before that, but he'd never done like a, a full length, like studio movie, you know? And it's so funny. She, she didn't fight back either. She's like, mm, you know, okay. I know. It's like, so I know, you know, like, <laughs> boogie like genius, genius, genius. Film. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick call here. This is from balls. Hey balls. Hey balls. Dr. Drew, how you doing, man? Yeah, man. What's going on? I was wondering if you could give me some advice. I've been having I, I've been having some problems lately. I've um, actually recently got um, diagnosed with diabetes, and they put me on. I know it's popular right now. I know you heard of Ozempic, but they put me on something that's in the same family called Munjaro, mm-hmm. and I was on it for about a month, and uh, I was okay. And then I started getting like deathly sick, like puking and shitting, like oh yeah. The three, four, yeah, three, four days, and like all day and all night for like three or four days, and this that didn't happen just once. Yeah, it happened three times in the course of a month. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing of it is, is like they died when they caught it, and it already did damage to my kidneys. So I'm already kind of, kind of under the gun. So I can't, I, I can't take it anymore. I, I, I don't know, like. I don't know what to do. Like, should okay. I ask so, them to so, put me on something else? Or oh, is there, oh, yeah. you know, somebody told oh. me if I tried some other uh, something else, it might work. But I'm just, I'm kind of nervous to play Russian roulette with medications at this point. And I thought you might be able to point me in the right direction. Okay, so 
uh, are you overweight also? Is that part of their goal? They're trying to get you to lose weight in addition to get the sugars under control? Well, I mean, I don't think that was the I, – I, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a mess for sure, but I don't think that was the – I think the ultimate goal was to try to get my diabetes under control ultimately. But, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's a, yeah, a good benefactor. Well, when getting, I was on it, I lost like 50 pounds or anything. Okay, good. So get, getting part of getting the diabetes under control is, is getting rid of some of that adipose tissue because that's what is causing the type 2 diabetes. That's where the insulin resistance is coming from. And Manjaro is one of these, you know, it's Ozempic-like medication. It happens to have two du- a dual action. It has a f- action in the gut and an action in the brain to decrease uh, hunger. But one of the things all those drugs do is cause nausea. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not familiar with it causing diarrhea, but definitely nausea and vomiting can be one of those things. And you absolutely should tell your doctor immediately. I don't know how bad the kidney injury was from the diabetes, but being dehydrated is not good for your kidneys either. So there are a hundred other things they could be doing to treat your diabetes, including trying other medications from that class. So uh, by all means, immediately contact your doctor. Sh- and of course, you know you have to inject this stuff every week. So as your next injection comes up, you know really at least talk to the nurse, somebody at the doctor's office. Mike, do you have any input into this? Yeah, I was gonna. I wanted your take on Drew something like metformin that could kind of. Metformin is where you st- always you start with. I mean, I, I start with metformin. Just, I, I feel like him kind of bypassing more of the digestive stuff to deal with the glucose. And, and then also metformin has been shown to have a little bit more of a protective uh, response with the kidneys and the liver. hundred percent, which is why when I have somebody with type 2 diabetes, first move is metformin. First move always. Uh, but usually metformin, if somebody – I, I can – you know, if he has bad enough diabetes that's hurting his kidneys – he metformin is not going to control it. And if he's obese enough that I'm sure the doctor was trying to hit two things at once, get the weight down and get the sugars under control. And so that's what they were doing. It's a reasonable thing to have done. Uh, It's interesting to me that people would consider Manjaro first line these days, but mm, okay. But go back and maybe see a diabetologist or an endocrinologist, but by all means, contact your doctor before anything else. What's that, Mike? No, no. Again, this is a little bit above my okay. my pay grade. So okay. I just wanted to throw that out there because at least one of the things I have seen is that people start using metformin and it not only doesn't affect the the organ function, but it actually can can increase the... Hey, look, metformin is associated with longevity too and uh, in, in a normal person, in a non-diabetic. And I, I was bugging Peter Atia about that. Have you seen his new book, Outlive? I have. It's a great book. And I uh, screwed around with metformin for a while. Um, and the, 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 and it absolutely for longevity purposes, um, it's been shown to be great and it does work. But one of the things that they don't tend to mention is that if you're involved in really strenuous exercise, it can, um, bottom your sugars, plus detriment to your work capacity, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I would have, wouldn't have access to glycogen that would be in my muscles that yeah, I normally would. That's right. And, and so I, I, um, I was bugging Peter T about this. I go, come on, what about metformin? And he finally he kind of snaps over to me and he goes, vigorous exercise, vigorous exercise. That is the single most important contributor to longevity and a long life. And I thought, all right, well, there it is. So, And blood pressure, people, people they send me emails all the time or DMs or questions and they say blood pressure or they say um, blood sugar or it could be pre-diabetic, cholesterol. And I go, all, all anything. Anything of the above named will be profoundly positively influenced by just losing weight. Yep. Yep. And, and exercise. Like, well, what, what, what about this? What about that? I go, if you were to get within a reasonable body fat level and your BMI was normal, all of these things would get better and probably go away. And 
there, a lot of the like newfangled diet people, whether it be keto, plant-based, carnivore, they always have something to sell. The reality is, is like eating less calories than you burn yeah, that's right. over a long period of time. That's right. We'll have all those effects. All of the all-cause mortality will go down. That's right. All right, we're going to take a little break, maybe a little 48-hour break, extendo break, and uh, Mike will be back again on Friday. uh, And uh, you can find him at Mike Catherwood, and we will see you next time. Mahalo. See what hit blockbusters are streaming free this month during Popcorn Summer Movies on Pluto TV. Watch Django Unchained or Transformers Dark of the Moon for an action-packed evening or The Truman Show and School of Rock for a good laugh with the whole family. Plus, Pluto TV has thousands of other free movies available on live and on demand. Download Pluto TV on all your favorite devices for free and start streaming now.